0: This week at Macy's, get an extra 25% off the season's latest styles with your coupon or Macy's card. That's on top of already great savings, like 20 to 50% off Inc., DKNY, Clubroom, and more of your favorite designers for him and her. Get 30% off one pair, 40% off two pairs of boots, shoes, and booties. And prep your kitchen with 20 to 50% off roasting pans, cookware, and more. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money Bonus Days, now at Macy's. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This week at Macy's, get an extra 25% off the season's latest styles with your coupon or Macy's card. That's on top of already great savings, like 20 to 50% off ink, DKNY, clubroom, and more of your favorite designers for him and her. Get 30% off one pair, 40% off two pairs of boots, shoes, and booties. And prep your kitchen with 20 to 50% off roasting pans, cookware, and more. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money Bonus Days, now at Macy's. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration?
0: Somewhere between science and superstition. We have such
2: sights to show you. Strange. Welcome to Strange Eons Radio. Hello, guys. That's Eric Morgret over there. Y'all. That's Vanessa Williams over there. Hello, people. I'm Kelly Young. You guys, today we are
1: talking about European horror. Yeah. We're going very, very, very specific. So or specific,
3: <laughs> I almost couldn't find a topic. There's only what seven
1: continents, and this is a whole one.
3: Why would you do this to us? That's what I want to know. I think
1: there's 182
2: <laughs> countries in the European <laughs> Commons, right? That's the world. <laughs> all right, you guys.
3: <laughs> We're all part of the I'm Commons. Gonna, now. I'm going Wait, to let everybody
2: not? behind the curtain a little bit and say that we may have been drinking.
3: Oh my God. Just
2: a tad. It's like I'm
3: like six shots in now and monsters. Six monsters in. Oh God. Two monsters actually. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. Lord. But it feels like uh, Vanessa,
2: I've never liked you more than I like <laughs> you right <laughs> now.
3: I'm yeah, I'm enjoying the fact that you let me drink your vodka.
2: I don't know about you guys, but I've been watching a lot of shit this last week.
1: Mm. I'm sorry. I saw it's, one that's really good, but oh, I'll let you do your no, shit. No, no, no. I want to hear your really good stuff. You, you here's one on your recommendation. What yeah. is it? VFW. Oh. You watch is it is fantastic what is that's this? what it is oh my god i uh, remember a few episodes back i talked about a movie called bliss
3: yes this is by the same guy
1: same <gasps> director
3: okay
1: same batshit crazy energy some of the same mm-hmm. actors i didn't write down any of the genre people but we're talking gods of the genre in this film Whoa. Stephen lang and remind
3: uh, me of the country that bliss came out
1: of US.
3: Supposed to go and see Bliss and I totally missed it. Like a friend of mine invited oh, me. Really? Tracy, thank you. And I totally missed it and I I'm, I'm super sad because you talked about it.
2: VFW has Martin Cove from the Cobra Kai series. It has uh Stephen Lang he's from the,
1: he's Cobra he's the big baddie from the original Karate Kid. Yeah. Right. Sure. Uh, Stephen Lang from... <laughs> it was just a little oh, scroll was so bar. Cool. What
2: was the uh, James nerve. Cameron film those was gigantic.
1: Avatar. Oh, what was that film we played the blind guy in where they were robbing his house? Breathe. Yeah, yeah don't, don't breathe. breathe. You're the... going to do a
2: ton of editing on this? Do we need that to just start this meeting. episode
1: right over from
2: the oh beginning? <laughs> <laughs> uh I'll read just... the hard way. From Dust till dawn. From dusk till you. dawn. Okay. Yeah, every black exploitation film that's any good. I'm not saying that. Total.
1: I don't know
3: which ones are good. I've only seen the bad ones. <laughs> George Wendt seen
1: is in horrible it. Horrible ones. Norm. VFW. Yeah. Rocks. Weird. I felt what is like VFW you would love it? uh, It's the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the um, cool. VFW halls and stuff that are in every city. It's okay. basically uh, assault
2: on Precinct Thirteen. Yeah. At a VFW hall.
3: Fuck, yes. I mean, I'm a Carpenter groupie, so. This is so Carpenter oh,
2: that I don't know if Carpenter has seen this, but he might get angry he watching it. He might sue it, them. Going, what the fuck, guys? You yes. <laughs> took my music stings?
3: Hey, man, he, like, yeah. he sued the space prison movie that was just Escape from New York in space, and he won. I don't
1: know if he'd quite win this he one, because uh, yeah. Escape from Precinct 13 isn't exactly assault, assault on Precinct 13 isn't exactly a new idea. There's been yeah. a lot of films of people holed up in a place where people are attacking them. It's true. We did an, well, an entire episode about this. That's right. Really? Before Maybe VFW was, was out or we definitely would have talked about pre
3: it. pre-Vanessa time, so I don't care. Sorry.
1: The, this yeah. casting on this was almost like the guy was being low budget Tarantino. Yeah. It's like, I got a whole bunch of guys I think are really good, except, well, Stephen Lang's been working a lot, but I'm going to cast them all in this movie and they're going to be over the top and fun and crazy and everything about the film is fun.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't know you were going to talk about this, or I might have put some notes down. Um, uh, one of the guys, one of the main guys is the guy who plays uh, Death in the Bill and Ted movies. Yes. And was the, the lead in the Demon Knight movie. I can't remember yeah. his name. William uh, Sadler. Sadler. And then one of the other guys is the guy who uh, shot Cyrus in The Warriors.
1: Did you realize
2: realize that was him? No, I did not. (laughs) So it's just a bunch of old... Is that David Kelly? David Patrick Kelly? Oh, I don't think so. I think he's got...
1: eh, Oh, yeah, it is. David Patrick. Okay. Yep. And the lead from Bliss, uh, Dora Madison plays... A total badass in this film. Holy shit. I
2: didn't even realize that was her. But now that you mention it, yes. Mm
1: -hmm. She's
2: like the second in command. This is a Fangoria film, and most of those have not been great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Put all of that aside. Rent (laughs) this for $3 and have an absolute blast. It is so much fun.
1: Yeah. It is absolutely. If you liked Assault, you will definitely like this.
3: Man, I'm super in. Like Assault was good. And like I love Carpenter, but it was problematic.
1: Well, there's so many people in this movie that have screen presence. Interesting. Even, you know, as older, like William Sadler's looking a little few operations kind of (laughs) stuff. Wait, what? (laughs) Martin Cove is the same way where a little bit of
3: plastic surgery. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But they still got it. They still.
3: Sadler was Put
1: great, but he did look weird. Yeah, mm. Steven Dorff or Stephen Lang does not. He, no, uh, he looks mm. great.
2: No, that's one handsome motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I don't know—is he seventy years old? <laughs> is he forty like years old? I have no idea. Every time we talk about Stephen Lang, guy. it
3: throws me off because I have a friend named Stephen Lang who's a producer in town, and every time I'm like, "Oh, Stephen Lang was doing what now?"
2: Is it Steve Lang, who's also our friend?
3: Uh, no, it's actually not. It's really two confusing. S- they're two Seattle-based Stephen Langs. We Canada. all love VFW, right?
2: Okay, let's move on. I two don't out know, of three. I
3: haven't seen it yet. Two out of three <laughs> I know you guys already talked about Birds of Prey. So is there anything I can add to that by saying I watched Birds of Prey?
2: Uh, only if you say you didn't like it.
3: <laughs> um, I think thought it was just fine. I think there was a lot of good and I think there was some bad.
1: That works. Go. Your opinion is, you know, viable.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know? I try. I try sometimes. No, I thought like it. It was really fun. It was really stupid fun.
2: You saw it in the theater, I'm I guessing. I did, of course. And you had a good time.
3: I had a great time. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You That's and Tony. Kind of all
3: that matters. Yeah.
2: You and Tony. This
1: is why we had Tony sit <gasps> oh, in for you, you and warm have you guys up not your seat.
3: Seen it yet?
1: No, I. Saw I that. haven't. He oh. has. Him and Tony went. we like, Tony is a. Kelly is Z, (laughs) as far as opinions go. You sound like you're about M.
3: So, Kelly, you hated it?
2: I didn't hate it, but I did not love it.
3: (laughs) You know, it's funny because I felt somewhere in the middle. Like, I felt like there were a lot of really interesting, fun things that existed, but I didn't feel the depth that I wanted to. Like, it was no Suicide Squad. It definitely rose above that level. Oh,
1: okay. Boy, the way oh, you said sure. that, I thought... It didn't have depth. It was no suicide. <laughs> it was like, uh, if
2: what? only they
3: had shown a character that they killed immediately for no reason. Whoops, whoops. Um, if only Will Smith had shown up for no reason. Ooh, crock. Um, no, no, no. Um, it It was definitely stronger than that, but there was also... You know, like it's really a joy to watch I'm sorry what the actress's name is, who plays Harley Quinn. I'm forgetting right now, but she was amazing and she did a great great job, yeah, and she's, she's born to play this actress, but um at the same time, there was just there' was some story problems. I just didn't feel like invested in the way that I wish I had
2: I almost feel like you haven't even listened to the last episode. <laughs>
1: Was it the Black? episode? Not the last episode? one. The one before the last one.
2: <laughs> All right. I saw a movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. I saw Guns Kimbo. What is
3: oh, this? Oh, really? I know nothing of this. You don't? No, I know nothing about this. Oh, these. the it big stars- old controversy
1: film.
2: Oh, okay. So it Daniel Radcliffe, and it's directed by the same guy that did uh, Deathgasm, which is a movie you know, Eric. that I love.
1: What is the controversy? There was some, not the film itself. It's the director was an idiot, basically, it boils down to. Some people, some comments were made about, you know, negative about the film. I don't know the exact thing, but whatever he reacted to, he turned it into a race thing.
3: Oh, shit. And he almost only reacted
1: to... Black women. What? Wow. Black women I'm trying to figure president. out how this works into the movie I saw. This all happened while the movie was getting released. It was doing
2: its press junk and all that. And this okay. came up in the middle of all that. I enjoyed it after a while. The first 20 minutes or so, I was like, this is bad. This is a bad movie. Daniel Radcliffe is a good actor, right? We all know who he is. We love him. He's a fantastic actor. The role he was made to play was kind of a internet troll. (laughs) That's ironic. (laughs) Right. But he would write these responses to things that were going on on this website he was jumping onto. And those responses were so stupid <laughs> that I felt like, well, whoever has written this script has not actually interacted with an internet troll. A lot of internet trolls are really funny. And I was like, well, these these lines that he's been forced to write are bad yeah. and stupid. And I, I was like, eh, no. Anyway. At some point, it, it takes place in a world that uh, exists like tomorrow, and there's <laughs> a uh, there's a game going on. It's a, a world
1: gone mad. Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> It's it's our world, but there's a game that goes on that any one of us could jump onto the internet and apparently watch where people kill each other.
3: Wait, like like, torture porn or like what no no no.
2: About? Like they, they find each other and they know that they're uh-huh. playing this game sort of and they like, start shooting at each other and shit like that. But like, there are cameras involved. Like okay. Running
1: Man or something sure. like that. Yeah. Uh, this
2: guy, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character, he jumps on and starts uh, criticizing this and then he, <laughs> he finds himself in this game only he's got two guns that have been bolted to his hands.
3: Oh my god, that's so good.
2: With a hundred rounds each in each of these guns. And he's like forced to now fight their main person in this (laughs) game. And he, through the entire movie, is trying to let this person know, I don't want to fight you. Please do not kill me. And some Uh. of it is fucking amazing, some of it is really stupid. It's a movie that I would say is if if it has 60% on rotten tomatoes, <laughs> I would totally agree with that because a lot of people are going to love it and a lot of people are going to hate it. I would The trailer of, sure looked good. Yeah. <laughs> I was of the mind that I really liked it but didn't love it. And it's mostly because the first 30 minutes, the entire setup, I kept thinking this is awful. And then once it actually got in, I was like, "Okay, I love this movie. I just wish it was better." Aww. Yeah, and we've all been there, right? You're oh, yeah. like, "I I like this. I wish it was better." <sighs> Especially with Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know why I'm rooting for him so much. You know, but I fucking love him, I and know. I want him to. Yeah. I want good things to happen to
1: Daniel. I, I Radcliffe. know. I know why I root for him because he did the character you know for the early 2000s of course and then he went and said fuck you i'm getting naked on stage with a Damn horse right. yes and Damn just right. went on to you know a farting corpse i mean he's just <laughs> i know he's fearless <laughs> he as an actor really is. and horns horns yeah i've
3: seen horns but i assume it's good
1: it, uh, oddly attacked it. but i really mm. thought i would by the time I thought saw it, I thought it was going to suck because the, yeah. the reaction to it was very weird. Yeah, but it's really good. I really, thought so. I have to I, check well, this
3: out. He's just a good actor,
1: is yeah. the thing. He is. So
2: when he's in bad things, he's still good.
3: Yeah, yeah. I saw like was it Lady in the something Black Widow? Or
1: oh, whatever. Uh, Hammer's film. Um, yeah. Oh, the Lady, Lady in, Black. in
3: Black. Yeah, and that was super boring because he was just like walking around. A t- train tracks.
2: oh wow I like that movie I,
3: oh sorry I just thought <laughs> oh, it was super dull but I thought he did a great job and I love that he takes so many risks yeah like I think that's amazing I love that he was like I will be a farting corpse for literally no reason yeah
1: why not let's do it
2: <laughs> he's great in this He really acts like someone who has suddenly woken up with two guns bolted to his hands. And that's the great thing is that he can't get rid of the guns. Oh, my God. And that's what's so amazing. He's like, I don't want this, please. He he just puts his hands up. The police are like, drop your weapons. And he's like,
3: I can't. (laughs) He's like, I'm sorry, bros, but this is the situation.
2: So I liked it. I didn't love the first.
1: Setup, which is weird. Hmm. If I don't like a first act, I'm generally out. Yeah. Hmm. Usually, I like first act, even like usually middle of the road movies are first act great, third act great, second act needs some help. Right. Well, or that's
2: interesting. first and second act are great, and then when third the act sucks. This was oh. um, first act sucks. <laughs> <laughs> second wow. and third act are amazing. Huh.
1: I have to check that out. That's that uh, streaming now already, or is that did that get a theatrical release? It's
2: streaming, but uh, you're gonna like, you're gonna search for it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um. Actually, so I checked out Sonic the in theaters. The Hedgehog, yeah. the actual Hedgehog <laughs> named Sonic.
1: Were you one of the folks that was totally upset and lost your mind when he first appeared and looked weird?
3: You know, I was because it was really weird. He had like teeth and like his hands were odd. There's this weird thing, um, which you guys probably are aware of, called the uncanny valley. Sure. Where yeah. it's a little too real and therefore it um, breaks our brain in such yeah. a way that it's just really hard to look at. Mm-hmm. And he totally had fallen into that. Their fixes are great. It is a great film. I thought it was going to be it's thought, a great film. It is. It is so much fun. I cannot describe this. Like, I thought that it was going to be shit. I don't even like Sonic the Games. So like, <laughs> I was a Nintendo girl. I was not a Sega Genesis girl. Sega. Like, I. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I played, like, Master Beast or whatever the fuck, like, Beast, whatever. I played that game. We had, like, the original Sega. But um, Sonic, like, yeah, I don't know. I was fine with it. But this game or this film was so much fun. And Jim Carrey just brought it. He fucking
1: oh, brought it all the way. That,
3: yeah. And James uh, Marsters, then? is that yeah. his name? Marsters. He Marsters.
1: From Spike? Thank Spike?
3: You. Not Spike. The other oh, one. Oh. The one from Westworld. Not World. Marsters' son, but Marster right. Marsters. Right. Yeah. He, I've never seen a performance this good from him. It was so... <laughs> Fun.
1: Watch out, Oscars. Here comes Sonic. <laughs> okay, yeah,
3: no, not Oscar worthy, <laughs> but like way better than anything else he's done. I expect a zero percent from him. They wrote a really solid script. I expected that they would just end up in a dead end and like that there would be no story and it would just be a hedgehog. That's like based on this stupid game. (laughs) No, it's super fun. Like they really went all the way. I totally recommend checking it out. And Jim Carrey, his like comeback is fucking phenomenal. (laughs) Fucking phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's a good movie.
2: It is a good fucking movie Truth be told Hey I
3: Donuts for life
2: (laughs) What? (laughs) You'll know when you see it
3: You'll know when you see it If you see it It'll make sense I don't know how to respond to this (laughs) Because
2: (laughs) I haven't even looked at What the Response to this film is
3: It's high Oh it it, is? Yeah it's a big It's a good positive response That shocks me I know I had zero exit. I don't want to see this movie. I literally was it, like, this is going to be torture. I do not want to see this fucking here, film. Here's the
1: problem that comes out of this film being very successful. Uh, the internet forced it to change. I know. Which and is, it was horribly no, successful. No,
3: it was a good yeah, idea. I am thankful for the internet. But it's uncomfortable,
1: right? But yeah, but yeah. that's the point being, what mm-hmm. happens when... Joe Blow movie down the road comes out, and the internet goes, "Oh, you got to change it." Yeah. They don't change it; it's not even good. Thing. You go, "So I told you." No, it's, yeah, the perfect, it's, it's yeah. a perfect. It's a perfect temperature
3: man. measure for like seeing whether or not your movie is actually going to be financially successful. I think that the they no, it's not.
1: <laughs> yes it is the internet hated the last jedi and it Fight. was the okay. number one film of you the know year. what you're right there's
3: different kinds of internet there's different <laughs> yeah. flavors of internet this internet happened to say you know what your cgi is terrifying <laughs> yes. it freaks me the fuck
1: out sonic was a mess
3: it was a mess <laughs> and they fixed it and it was really better for it because it's really the film is about loneliness it's about what it's like to be... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing right now? It's about what because, it's like Okay, You're talking
1: alone. about Sonic. This crazy. Jim Carrey's great. This, song, this movie is about loneliness.
3: It is. <laughs> it is about loneliness. It's really deep. You think it's going to be stupid and have no purpose whatsoever.
2: That's what I thought. I yes. thought so
3: too. I did because I had no expectation. And, and it's actually about what it is to feel like not a part of the world. Mm. In different characters' viewpoints, and it works so well. It's beautiful. I, like, I didn't cry, but I was really into it. Were
2: you another, supposed to cry? Have another drink. No,
1: You don't want me to do that at <laughs> all.
2: Damn, man. I'm really, way
1: too drunk. 63 critics, 93 audience. Fuck yes! Fuck. fuck yes! <laughs> is a, what is What is what?
2: I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. You
3: have to watch this film because I don't think there's any other way of being able to describe it. And also Jim Carrey's comeback, which I don't like extreme Jim Carrey. I do not like like body humor. I do not like crazy. Like I'm just falling over shit. So therefore I'm funny.
1: (laughs) But Sorry, Jim I was Carey. just reading one of those reviews <laughs> that I <laughs> must share with you after you go over with Jim Carrey.
3: Okay, so Jim Carrey, I will say, like, it is fun to watch him just be extreme, like Dr. Robotnik. It is so fucking fun.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay, here's a positive one first. Yep. Sonic the Hedgehog is wildly entertaining, and while will please its tar- target demographic, 10-year-olds. And yep. 10-year-olds who never grew up. 10-year-olds
3: loved it. I was <laughs> in a 10-year-olds. <laughs>
1: Sure, there's enough here to divert small people for a while, but their parents would do well to bring a blindfold and earplugs. No! Ed Potton, The Times of the UK. (laughs) No! <laughs>
3: okay, I did actually see it with a bunch of kids. And the were kids you wearing were a blindfold. No, is what I was not. I nope. I was Earplugs? watching it with my actual eyes oh. and my actual ears. But the kids were literally saying verbatim, like what the trailers would say. So every time anything from the trailer would pop up, the kids like from the back were like speaking it word for word and I was like this is stupid and you are dumb as a 10 year old but okay
2: (laughs) look I had several other films I wanted to talk about but I feel like this is where we need to make a break
3: and take a break and
2: get into our topic I don't. I will go see it. I will go see it. Please do. I'm
3: serious. I want to know what you guys think. I really want to know what you guys think. Here's
1: what I think. You're insane. I will wait for it to go.
3: I want to know if I'm insane after you see it.
1: I I will wait for streaming. Probably though. I don't think I'll. No, no, no. Watch it now. Watch it
3: now. Pay for it. Pay for it. It's fun. It's just a stupidly fun film.
2: Next week. Well, I. I feel like Vanessa, you told me the exact same thing about Super Mario Brothers.
3: I did not say the exact same thing about Super Mario. I I told you it was fucking disgusting. Mortal Kombat! I didn't even see Mortal Kombat! You're lying to everybody. We'll be back with a word from our
2: sponsor.
0: This week at Macy's, get an extra 25% off the season's latest styles with your coupon or Macy's card. That's on top of already great savings, like 20 to 50% off ink, DKNY, clubroom, and more of your favorite designers for him and her. Get 30% off one pair, 40% off two pairs of boots, shoes, and booties. And prep your kitchen with 20 to 50% off roasting pans, cookware, and more. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money Bonus Days, now at Macy's. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Catch that leprechaun! He's got Lucky Charms! They're magically delicious! Always after me Lucky Charms! The Frosted
2: Oat cereal with sweet surprises! Hearts, moons, stars, clovers! See? Magically delicious! They're coming! i make a tunnel! Frosted Lucky Charms!
0: With sweet surprises! Magically delicious!
2: Welcome back to episode
1: 68,
3: 59, (laughs) but all right, 59, 62, (laughs) all (laughs) right, all right, Uh, a little
2: peek behind the curtain, Eric. What? Originally, we were going to make this episode about, <laughs> oh, like, some yes. kind of... Oh, uh, no, don't tell them. Uh, well, yeah, of
1: course, we should. Okay, some right. kind of virus type thing. Yeah. And we then were we really decided, excited about it. You know, When, when we first talked about it, it was just sort of this little rumor thing that was going to yeah. be silly, and people were overreacting for it, and then, well, it, it's not so much anymore. <laughs> right. No, <We're> unfortunately,
3: like, <laughs> like, we're, like...
1: Ground Zero. Ground Zero.
3: <laughs> Kirkland is like our nursing home. Is like the place in which everyone's died. It felt like
2: we should not be making light of this situation. Yeah, yeah. and you guys came here to uh, to Strangian's Studio, and I said, hey. You both better wash the fuck out of your hands.
3: (laughs) Uh, It's true. I've been washing my hands all day, every day.
2: Perel sitting on the table right now. I
3: have like a thing of hand sanitizer in my hand.
2: I really loved another peek behind the curtain. Uh, Eric puts together the vintage commercials that you all hear in between (laughs) our regular commercials. (laughs) Thank you. And last uh or two episodes ago, you yeah. put together uh the the wash lava and soap lava lava, yeah. lava soap. And I thought, how apropos.
3: Right. And
2: now I'm thinking, this isn't even apropos. This is just are we all washing the fuck out of our hands, please? <laughs> right. I have very old parents and I, I don't want them to get sick and get Me died. too.
3: Okay. Yeah. My yeah. my mom's in her seventies and it's definitely hard to like go back and see her if like I'm carrying some shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 You're not carrying it from this place, I'll tell you that much. Damn right.
3: Have you wiped it down with antibacterial?
2: Well, define it.
3: Your apartment.
2: Oh, all right. Yeah, it's fine.
3: Okay. <laughs> Great. Good, good.
2: Quickly, moving on.
3: <laughs> it's a scary time, guys. We we changed yes, it then
2: true. from
1: that, Eric, Yeah. to what? European films. Mm. Yeah, we did it on kind of a time. short shelf, too, so we decided, well, let's make it a... Big, giant subject. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, um, very easy, unfortunately. Like, it's, it would have been really fun to do the contagion thing, but it's just it's just not a good time.
2: Yeah. So yeah. instead of all of that, Eric, mm-hmm. then, you chose European horror.
1: That's right.
3: Yes. Good alternative. <laughs>
1: Shall I go first?
3: Yes, please. <laughs> please. Oh, my God. Somebody talk who's <laughs> okay. not me.
1: All righty. All righty. So I went back to the Bruno Mattei.
3: Bruno? Ben again. Who's Bruno?
1: <laughs> Tell the, me more. The director of Island of the Living Dead. It's called The Other Hail. The Other Hail? The Other Hell. <laughs>
2: I was sent here specially to try to find out how these women died. It was a job I was given. And I don't mean to leave this convent until I've solved the mystery.
0: Well there's no mystery in this convent I assure you.
1: came out in 1981 also known as Guardian of Hell and The Presence not that movie okay not <laughs> that presence it's its ratings on RT are um rough well there's no critic consensus so there's zero that the audience is 11
3: <laughs> what
2: <laughs>
1: <Ouch>.
3: i've <actually laughs> never heard of a score that low
2: <laughs> on seriously on how many reviews <laughs> yeah not <laughs> very <laughs> many <laughs>
1: couple hundred, I think. Oh. That's a lot of that's reviews.
3: Lot. <laughs> yeah, for 11? That's a huge amount.
1: <laughs> it's available on Amazon Prime, but I actually bought this on Blu-ray last year at Crypticon. Because you're <laughs> so generous. I spent a lot of money at the Severance oh, <laughs> booth. Uh, so he actually, direct, Bruno Matteo directed this under the name Stefan Obolowski. It's written by him. and Clau- his name? <laughs> and Claudio Fregasso. That is the writer. Yay. I worked with Bruno. Starring Francesca Carminia. Nothing really else she's put in. in. Franco Stoppi, the true story of the nuns of Munza, and violence in a women's prison, and women's prison max massacre, all by Bruno. <laughs> Damn right, Bruno, you got it. You know what's what. Carlo de Meo, who was in, I don't know if I should know this one or not, Kelly, but uh, let me, H.P. Lovecraft, Two Left Arms. <laughs> Wow! What? No,
2: never okay. heard of that.
3: Yes. <laughs> I don't feel like I know enough about H.P. Lovecraft. Know about the story involving two left arms? Well, we
1: both feel like we should.
3: Yeah, but I do I not
1: mean, know this one at all. This is kind of what we know, right? You, would think. you guys
3: are supposed to be the experts here. Yeah. I'm just like the plub.
1: Never Tell heard of this one. Then there's also uh, I. Don't have anything more on it. (laughs) Manhattan Baby by Lucio Fulci. Sure. I did add the Lovecraft and Two Left Arms to my watch list. So at some point, I'm definitely finding this. And he was also in the house by the cemetery, also by Lucio. So he's obviously an Italian horror actor. Yeah. It opens on the catacombs. It's not Paris, though. It looks like, I think they wanted to try to make it look like Paris, but it's very obvious they had about four feet of skulls stacked (laughs) on walls. (laughs) Oh, poor catacombs. Yeah.
3: It's got at least six feet of skulls.
1: And the lady's carrying something in a jar. The nun, I I don't know what it is. Huh. I still don't know what it is. I watched the whole movie. Uh, But so it comes out of the catacombs into what appears to be sort of like a Dr. Frankenstein lab with a half-naked woman laying on the slab already dead. And so two nuns come in and start. One of them starts beating the lady that's laying on the on the slab. In and a sexual <clears throat>
3: way or in a normal well, way? Not in a really. Catholic way,
1: she does take a knife and shall we say, cuts out her vagina. Oh no! Uh, I don't want to watch this movie. It was kind of graphic, but really not that graphic. Oh, you knew what was happening, boo, but no. And this one, I remember last time I talked about Island of Dead, I talked about that one actress going over the top. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, my. They're doing that here, too. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We've lost Eric.
1: So the beginning felt Mateo. So it's gone, Okay, this is crazy. This weird light comes on. The other nun standing next to a a coffin and it opens up suddenly like, ta-da! And there's a body in there. I'm like. Why was that so dramatic? Yeah, (laughs) And the one nun attacks the other one. A priest comes to the convent. So the nuns are all kind of sitting around eating. And one was kind of freaks out. I've got to talk to the priest. Tell him about all the hells and Satan things that are going on (laughs) in this nunnery. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
3: Decrepit nuns.
1: Bunch of creepy nuns praying over this lady. It's a really weird scene where it's like you're laying on the ground and all the nuns are going, hello, Mm -hmm. faces above you. And then she gets the stigmata. Oh, shit. And then she disappears.
3: Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) I wish I had a more serious movie to talk about right now, but I just don't. They do a weird stuff where the writer tries to get philosophical and sort of religious, and it, it really doesn't work at all. There is, unfortunately, and Tony, I blame you for not warning me about this, a real scene of a chicken getting its head cut off. No, which is
3: I hate that. I hate gross that so much. Brutal. Why do we have to kill animals in actual films?
1: Because Vanessa Weekend.
3: <laughs> Weekend. Fuck you, French people. You don't have to kill that pig. Italian. You can just let him go.
1: It's oh, fine. Friend. Okay, Frank. For some reason there are dolls like um like the big plastic baby dolls. Oh yeah. Hanging all over the place. Sure. In the catacombs of this this is nunnery, my and I don't know oh that's not good yep see here's why this movie was not as good as the other ones I watch this going this is almost good
3: oh no
1: okay so I'm like it's okay it's not over the top crazy enough to be fun like most of Bruno's movies are I'm like, what is going on with this film? The acting's a little better. At least some of the actors are a little better. Uh, there's a wonderful part where one of the nuns attacks the priest. She's holding up the knife, and you can see the line in the knife where, you know, it's a retractable knife. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, all
2: right,
3: there you go. Beautiful.
1: <laughs> Love Bruno. <laughs> yes, that's great Do you nice.
3: think this is part of, like, men's exploitation? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Great. Fantastic. The
1: music is great. Oh, shit. I'm watching go, why is the music so it's goblin?
3: Yes! <laughs> Fuck yes! Goblin! Yes!
1: Yeah, they—they're very good.
3: They're very good. At
1: the t- same time, most of the crew, the 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 crew definitely, and most of the actors were also shooting the true story of the nuns of Monzo at what? Monza. So what? during the day, they'd shoot. The other hell. And at night, they'd shoot this one. Oh, my God. And one of the actresses would kind of work both of them. And then she was doing a live theater production. I think it was in Rome. At the same time. She never slept. So she worked day and did those two and then did the theater at night. No.
3: That's insane. (laughs) It's like, Jesus. Holy shit.
1: Now, I think part of the reason that why this isn't its usual fun Bruno film is that uh, the writer that I mentioned earlier, was it Claudio Fragasso, according to two of the lead actors, basically directed 80% of the film.
3: Oh, shit. <laughs> yes.
1: No, he they traded off intentionally. But the, really? since they were doing the two films, Claudio or whatever, maybe ended up more on the other one. I wow. don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah, so this film wasn't quite as much fun as the usual. It's actually probably his quote-unquote best movie. Wow.
2: Okay. Um, because Why? Because it's,
1: it's almost competent,
2: (laughs) but I wonder if that's because
1: the other guy was directing most of it. Hmm. Uh, It's definitely no um, Island of the Living Dead, or what are his other films? The Robo Wars.
2: Shocking Dark. Did you like it? It
1: was fine. As Hmm. a Bruno, (laughs) as a wanting-to-be Bruno, maybe not quite completist, but a lotist, it was (laughs) worth watching, and I have no problem owning it. I did not regret buying it. The interviews are actually pretty, the making of stuff's pretty interesting. I'll probably go back and listen to the audio commentary even, just because I'm curious what mm-hmm. they're going to talk about. So if you're into nunsploitation, and you're into <laughs> Mate, you definitely should watch it. Yeah. But I'm not going to say this is the first of his movies you should watch. Mm. Yeah, I was I was going to make
2: nunsploitation a subgenre, but there's I feel like there's only, there. every, yeah, but. That are worth watching. Oh, well, are any of them worth
3: watching? <laughs> I mean,
1: Dark Waters.
3: Yeah.
2: There's, there there Dark are a Waters. couple.
3: Is it like, wait, Dark, Dark Waters has it's a none in it? It's
1: yeah. a Lovecraftian film.
3: Holy shit. I did not know.
2: It's not a very good movie. Um, so
3: I will still watch it.
2: There's a few movies called Dark Waters. So. Yeah,
3: okay. I was going to think uh Japanese one. No.
2: No, no. This no. is from uh, 2000. Ish? early <laughs> 2000s it was at the lovecraft festival yeah yeah. And, yeah
3: okay yeah i'm out
2: so hmm. <laughs> interesting why did you choose this then
1: well because it's one that i owned and i hadn't watched okay and it's bruno so you know i'm going okay i want it to, and tony said it was probably his best film when we were yeah. when he was here I, uh, and i'm kind of like oh, it might it probably is but i like bruno I don't like Bruno because I think he's a competent right. director who makes great movies. Right. I right. like him because he's like a shotgun to the face of a movie maker. It's like, here you go. All right. Okay. Interesting. Next. Oh,
2: that'd be Vanessa.
3: Um, so I saw Dead and Buried. That was fun. I
2: fucking love this movie. What a
3: fun movie. (laughs) I did not expect um, anything necessarily. I didn't know what to expect. And it was super ridiculously fun.
2: Uh, Explain to me how this is a European film.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not a European film. (laughs) If we're going from a European film, then we're going for Kill List. (laughs) Yes. What the fuck? (laughs) What just happened? I don't know. One, two, three. Cabra Cadabra. kill list all oh, right yes let's this should be yeah let's talk about the film in which i actually chose 2011 <laughs> oh no kelly's so broken now oh, we're no. gonna give you booze again <laughs> i know this is your mistake you're the one at fault here yeah, yeah so it's kind of funny because i chose kill list as my movie and yeah but that's
1: not kind of funny
3: it's no, it's really not. It's, <laughs> it's, not. it's really not so killist um.
1: Have you seen Kill List? No. Sell
2: me on this because I have heard from a bunch of people that I will love this okay, movie. Okay. This is a
3: problem. I don't know if I can sell you on this. Oh, okay. So, Oh, um, this is
1: interesting.
3: Yeah. Okay. So Kill List uh, put out in 2011. It was made for 500,000 pounds. Wow. It made back 450,275
1: pounds. So it was a oh, little bit of a loss. Oh, how pissed would you be if that's your t- <laughs> I know. How close were we? Can so you close. give us four more goddamn days? Like 400.
3: 400- 95,000 or whatever like close to making its money back Kill List um it had a 78% critics and a 58% audience I can see
1: that
3: it was interesting because it's been on my Halloween like 30 million uh, 30 films to watch during October 31st film series. Okay. And I've been meaning to watch it for a really, really, really long time. So I was really excited to throw it in. And I realized that um, this is kind of a topical film because the European Union no longer has Britain in it and it is a British film. Uh-huh. But I'm going to count it because it was sure. made during the time in which uh, England was star- <laughs> still part of the EU. So Close enough. Exactly. They're
1: what? Few miles apart, <laughs>
3: exactly. It's like literally just across. It's the a like, short
1: swim. I hear people have done super, it,
3: <laughs> yeah. People have like swam it, so it's got to be part of it. It's 2011, it's 95 minutes. It's a psychological horror crime film. It's a Ben Wheatley movie. Have you guys heard of any other Ben Wheatley movies?
2: I know the name, but oh. I can't think of a Uh,
3: okay, let me give you a couple of titles. Um, uh, Sightseers ABCs of Death. Oh, field yeah. of England, High Rise, uh, yes. and f- um, uh, Free Fire.
1: Field of England, High Rise. I know. Yeah, fucking love High Rise.
3: High Rise. I actually have only seen about one third of.
1: Okay, that's so, a tough it, it's movie. A, it's a. It's, it's, it's hard a to get film. Field of England or field.
3: Field of England. Yeah. I don't think
1: I finished that one. I I, I, I did, and it's, it's that's fucking boring that's ass a weird fuck. combination of films
2: for one so something you might film want to know
3: about Ben Wheatley is um, he follows the Kubrick standard of coming up with a visual and then creating craft um, crafting a story around it hmm.
1: okay so right. that's
3: kind of his like MO like he really looks at an idea mm-hmm. and then puts something together
1: I can see that
3: yeah so it makes a lot of sense um, he kind of missed makes- For this film, he mixed a style of Get Carter versus H.P. Lovecraft.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess so, yeah.
3: Yeah. Kill List is an interesting movie. Like, I've really had it on my list of Halloween 31 films for, like, two years now. I've been waiting to, like, dip into it. And so this was a great opportunity to latch on. Apparently, it was an 18-day shoot. And they did it in the Philippines. So that's pretty great. Um, super fast turnaround. Let's see. Uh, it's based on the nightmares that he had as a child, but the domestic di- disturbances films that he like was fearful of. So there's I don't know. It's kind of a crazy film. Like it starts off as like really two lovers fighting against each other about money, and then it turns into this kind of. I don't even know. It's like a supernatural film. It has a huge arc in which it starts off as one thing and it turns into a complete other. Um, It has a really (laughs) weird segue. So it starts off as like really hard to hear. It's really slurry. It is all about kind of like this super English, um, like I almost can't hear it. It's just like English people talking about their domestic troubles of being in debt. Like two, uh, a couple is having a really, really hard time with um, finances. They're 40k in debt. They're like arguing. Their poor son is really upset, listening to this. um, Their parents argue about it. It turns into this kind of okay. Well, he's a hitman. And he's got to take a hit job, in which case to like appease his beautiful Swedish wife. She's so fucking beautiful. It's insane. I'm like, yeah, I would appease her too. Like, she's just, she's fucking gorgeous. Oh my God. So, just to give you guys a breakdown of the actors, uh, we've got Jay, who's played, he's the main character, who's the hitman. He's played by Neil Maskell. Uh, he was in Utopia. Nil by Mouth, the mummy. um, He's been in 104 things, mostly like little teeny tiny parts. Um, He's not like a huge no name. You kind of see him and you're like, he looks oddly familiar, but I'm not sure why. His wife is played by um, the character's name is Shell, uh, which is Myanna Berry uh, or Burning. Uh, She was (laughs) sorry. I can't remember. writing. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Um, she was in The Descent, which is ah. fucking cool. She was in Doomsday, which is fucking cool. Um, she actually grew up in Sweden and then moved to the Middle East and then moved to the United Kingdom. So she can play almost anything. She is just gorgeous to look at. I really <laughs> loved her character. She plays this kind of like, why the fuck aren't you working husband? And then... She like knows he's a hitman part way in. You're like, holy shit, she's like a supportive wife to a hitman.
1: They make good money.
3: They sure do. <laughs> and she like comes down on him too. She's like, You don't have a bad back. You're just saying you have a bad back and you super don't. Like that's bullshit. <laughs> I loved that so much. And she's they like dyed her hair super blonde. So she looks like almost like a Russian bride. Yeah, so that's who that is. And then you have Gal, who's played by Michael Smiley, who you might know from uh, Free Fire, from Luther. He was in 17 episodes of that. So if you're at all a fan of Idris Elbus, you'll recognize him. <laughs> he was also in um, Rogue One and in uh, Free Fire as well because Ben we- uh, Ben Wheatley really uses him multiple times. Yeah.
2: Well, this guy's <laughs> using all of his favorite Actors then. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He
3: absolutely does. And this is his first of a long stream of films. So um Kill List is kind of the ignition that lit him as far as like doing a ton of larger projects. Although I've seen like one third of High Rise and I had to bail. So
2: Yeah, that's a tough film. But hard. a lot of people have told me Kill List, I would love. I started Kill I List heard. and didn't finish it, and yep. they were like, as a Lovecraft fan, you would love this, this movie. This is a
3: weird thing. Uh-huh. Okay, so so the first, fourth to third of the film.
1: Almost the whole damn movie.
3: I was falling asleep. Yeah. I did not give a shit. <laughs> no. I could not understand what they were wow. saying. They were slurring. They were like, There was nothing that made any kind of sense.
1: I have seen Kill List as well.
3: Yeah. And
1: I saw it with everybody doing the same to me, saying, you're going to love it. It's great. Yes. It's fine. Honestly, I actually didn't like almost didn't like it because yeah. that payoff at the end, although it's cool, I felt was completely unearned.
3: It was so unearned. I don't so know unearned. what
1: the hell happened in the movie that led to that ending.
3: There's oh. this whole thing that you start off with with um, he messed up some hit job in Kiev. And they're like, "Oh, you fucked up Kiev, and now you have a bad back," quote unquote, and like you can't possibly like earn money to support your family. And so he gets sucked into this like three job hit Mm -hmm. with his friend um, Gal Michael Smiley from Free Fire, Free Fire, etc. Who is super fun to watch. I really enjoy his character a lot. But
1: good acting through the whole thing. there's there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs)
3: He is great. I think Mm -hmm. he really carries the whole film. But. It's just, like, not... Yeah, it's really... It's weird because you're watching a Hitman film where there's, like, a uh, Hitman out there trying to, like, fulfill a contract to make money so that his wife is not depressed. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, actually, he's part of this weird, extra, extraordinary cultist thing. Something, yeah. Some kind of really mysterious thing. And it segues in the same way as um, until... Dusk till dawn. So it starts off as a hitman film where it's purely two bros trying to like make some cash, killing some people. And then it segues into really weird cult shit yeah. that makes no sense. And
1: is over very quickly. Very It's a very quickly. short part of the film. It's super I,
3: tiny. I mean, it's it's super tiny. You I, lead into it. So it's sort I, of, I don't know if I like this movie or not.
1: I, I didn't partially because so many people to me did the same thing to me told me you were going to love this film yep. you got to see it you're going to yep. love it and I thought it was entertaining and well done overall but the ending is so unearned it that it really took it not- I almost I do Several times considered going back to watch it again. Yeah. So, like you did with me with Babadook, where the first time I watched, I just missed the point. Yeah. I watched it again and thought, fuck, this is a great I movie.
3: I don't like Babadook either.
1: I, I like it now. I watched it again and thought, oh, fuck, this is great. But I'm curious if that would happen with Kill List. If there's something going on that I was missing that led to the end, I feel
3: like there must be something, and I cannot work it out. Like there's this whole buildup of this character that there, like he starts to kill these people. So he has three targets, and he goes a little bit off book, and he starts murdering people out of nowhere, and he's doing it in such an aggressive way that his partner in crime. It's like, dude, this is not what we are paid for. And you are just going bananas, apeshit. You should not be killing random people. We don't know how to dispose, dispose of the bodies properly. Like, this is just not appropriate for, like, what's going on. And um, you're just like, why is he going crazy? And it's this weird mix of, like, maybe he had, it. like, um, when they first take the job, his hand <clears> is cut <throat> And you're like, is there drugs that's put in this um, knife that's Mm -hmm. cut across the hand? Or what is happening? It's really hard to follow. And his friend is so much more stable than he is. And all of a sudden, he's just like hammering people to death. (laughs) It's a really hard film to watch. For sure.
2: A couple of years ago, we had a film show down at uh, the Lovecraft Film Festival in San Pedro. And mm-hmm. afterwards, I sat with uh, a, a couple of people, but one of them was John Skip. Oh, okay. And uh, we're buddies with him. And yeah. I, I was asking him, you know, what do you love? And he said, kill list. He was like, you got to watch wow. this movie. And I was like, fuck, okay. And he fucking
1: loved it. That's why I say, I, th- I so feel like I missed something. There, I, I feel I, like that too. That's what almost everybody else says about it. That it's great. Uh, so it's okay, like, ah, this is what the thing I that I
3: found about it while I've while I was watching. I felt like this was actually Hammer film. It's super mm-hmm. British, and I understand that like we're EU, and actually now. Britain is no longer part of the EU, so yeah. I'm like I'm kind of that's doing a monetary bit of stretch. thing. We're yeah. talking, you
1: know, continent.
3: Yes, sure. the continent. So yeah. like I feel like I'm still cheatingly part of this <laughs> whole situation. <laughs> Fuck you, Britain, for like leaving the EU. You're assholes, and I hate you. I lived in you for ten years, so I get to say okay, that. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I feel like there's just something really um, strong going on where. I don't know, like it's, it's part of, it's part of this weird British tradition of switching genres partway through and you don't fully understand why. And it's part of this weird, almost hammer. It feels really hammer. It's like, okay, all of a sudden we're in this like kind of like cultist territory where it leads into being from this hitman film into, into cultist territory. Yeah.
1: So maybe you should check it out. You, you can tell us play. what we missed.
3: I don't know. You know, like I feel like I need to watch a lot more of this film or really dig into it. I could not, <laughs> I could not give a shit for the first fourth. It was such a different film. Yeah. And then it just changes gears and all of a sudden and it's then it ends. And okay. then it ends. Yes. And I was like, Oh my God, you're done. Fuck you. Ben Wheelie." Wow. Like, I don't know if I like you or not. Jeez. Like, High Rise, I bailed on because it wasn't good. Free Fire was super tense, but I enjoyed, but it was still not super, super good. ABC All
2: opinions on ending. this podcast are the uh, sole ownership <laughs> of the person giving them. Thank I, you. I'm
3: looking forward to seeing what Ben Wheatley does next, because I'd really like to know whether or not I like his movies or not.
2: I fucking loved High Rise. Yeah. Are you serious? I like the quite a bit too. Yeah, I've I have been I trying. I have
3: not made it past, crazy. like... 20 35 minutes.
2: It's hard, but I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I've I've watched it twice.
3: Now. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Shit, okay. No. I could super well be wrong.
2: I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is the film that I chose mm-hmm. is yes. from 2003 and it is called High Tension. It was known in France "Hot Tension." It was uh, written and directed by Alexandra Aha and uh, Gregory Levasseur. It had a budget of two million dollars and a okay. box office worldwide of six point two million dollars. Um, guess what? No, oh, I mean what? I missed <laughs> I missed the uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this. I didn't <laughs> look it up. Because Alexandra Aha, or Aja, he also directed Crawl okay. just recently, oh, which yes, I scroll. fucking loved.
3: It's so fun.
2: Prana 3, double D.
3: <laughs> no, nothing about this other than boob size. <laughs> I,
2: I liked it. Horns, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Whoa. The reason he came to my attention was his remake of The Hills Have Eyes, which I thought was spectacular. Way better than the original.
3: Wow, okay.
2: So it had a Rotten Tomatoes critics, 60, uh, no, 41. Ouch. The audience had it at 67, which I think is more appropriate.
1: Yeah. What was another name for High Tension? How t- Tension? No, the, the name, it was lit, released under the US. Do you remember that one? Oh, no. Switchblade Sisters or Switchblade oh, Romance. I heard so this
2: Switchblade Romance. I never saw it under that name, and no, I don't neither. like that
1: name. It's a, it makes absolutely no sense to the yeah. film. I don't think she Everybody. has a switchblade at any point, and it's certainly not a romance. She
3: might—it might be a comb. Watch out! It stars Cecile de France. That's not a real name. <laughs> that's her name. I'm
1: what do sure you mean that's, that's, that's how how it's said. her name?
2: <laughs> she was. uh She's been in a million French things, but uh American, The New Pope, Around the World in Eighty Days, that remake. May Besco was in Leon, The Professional. Word. <laughs> she has been in a million things, but also she married and had a kid with Luc Besson.
3: Oh, no! That's a mistake. She Step away from Luc <laughs> She may
2: have been the, the uh, inspiration for the child in... Leon the professional.
3: <laughs> no! Oh, my God, oh, no. It's,
2: it's, all, it's
1: all very oh, creepy. So uncomfortable. What?
2: So the two of them play two best friends who are staying at one of their parents' uh, farmhouse that's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, as it is in France. The night that they arrive there, this crazed murderer, killer, shows up there, and uh, he brutally slays the entire family. <laughs> and then takes one of the women hostage.
3: Okay.
2: Have you seen this,
3: Vanessa? No, not at all. You have not seen
2: High Tension. I Eric, I feel like you actually suggested this film to me. I've heard yeah, of it. Years and years yeah. ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I was like, I mean, High Tension is a Good fucking minute. great thing for this <laughs> wow. film because I was just on the edge of my seat the entire time watching this. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Um, the rest of the film is the other woman trying to track down the killer. The rest of the film is the other woman hunting down, not hunting down, but, but tracking the killer who has kidnapped her best friend. And it's fucking insane. Yeah. It goes from, like, the house that she's been kidnapped from to like a, a, a overnight store type situation, like a an AMPM thing. Like and, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, it's, it's like crazy. A
2: Yes, and then she's following as he takes her down this dirt road and all this stuff. And I only mention all of this because on second viewing, this film will not hold up now Uh, because there's a crazy twist in the third act. Yeah, that sort of doesn't work, but it's still really cool. Unless you're only watching it for the first time and then you're like, oh my God. And then you watch it the second time and you're like. Mm,
1: yeah. none of this
2: holds up mm-hmm. but i will say this now this is the third time i've watched it and the the second time was right after the first time maybe 10 years ago yeah so the third time i was like
1: i'm totally fine with yes. all of this mm-hmm. i had the same thing i didn't wa- i watched it then i realized oh, this is not gonna be so good to watch again but then i waited and watched i think last year yeah wow. and i'm like Wow, this is still this is so well done in so many ways that I'm fine with that. Wow. So I watched it a couple
2: of days ago mm-hmm. and knowing how it all ends, I was totally fine with everything because the first two acts are brutal, hard to watch. God they are. There's some trigger stuff here. There is a dog that is killed. Mm-hmm. There's Some really brutal shit when the family is slain.
1: I would say right off the bat, if you can deal with the introduction of the killer, you're probably going to be able to watch the rest of the film. If not, you might want to just end it right there. I don't know if I agree with that because
2: I watched that scene that you're talking (laughs) about. And because I remembered it, I was like, all right. But the, the dog being killed, which is not on screen... That bothers me a little more because that's how I react. Yeah, yeah. But there's a scene with a with a dad and his head through. What what would you call it on the stairwell where there are some things? He's got his head shoved through these railings on the stairwell, and then with his head shoved through (laughs) it, the killer basically severs his head with a dresser drawer. Uh (laughs) Uh, It's. It's pretty gross. That scene is fucking rough, and that is on screen. But third viewing, loving this film, <laughs> I thought, what the fuck am I doing? I love this movie. <laughs> and I think the first time I watched it, I was really bothered by it. The second time I watched it, I, I said, this doesn't hold up because of that third act twist. Yeah. Uh... So when you rewatch it, you go, none of this makes sense according to this third act twist that I know is coming. This time, I fucking loved it again. And I was just like, God damn, this movie is great. And there's no wonder why Alexandra Aja? Yeah. Aha? Uh-huh?
1: I Aja. don't know. I think it's uh-huh. Aja.
2: How how do you pronounce J in France? I'm
1: pretty sure it's Aja uh-huh. in this in his case. Okay.
2: He has gone on to direct some movies that I really fucking dig yeah. and it's all because of this movie. This movie fucking blew up when it came out. Yeah. It had a box office or it had a budget of 2 million that he scraped together and via film festivals only <laughs> 6.2 million what? It was huge. Was so I remember when it was touring, it was like
1: huge.
2: Yeah. That's huge. this I mean, this did not have an American release. Right. So when I say these numbers, you're like, eh, eh, eh. But that's amazing. <laughs> and it's all because people were saying, you got to watch this movie. Yeah. So let me tell you the shit that I like telling you about. Uh, there's a scene in this movie that had so much fake blood being sprayed <laughs> It got onto the camera, and then when the camera was being used in a different film and they were focusing on a scene, as they were starting to use the focus on the camera, it oozed blood.
3: Oh my God, that's so beautiful.
2: (laughs) I love shit like that. It was very much influenced by the Dean Kuntz novel Intensity, so much that uh, Mm. Dean's lawyer said we should probably sue, and Dean watched the movie and said... I'm okay with it.
1: Oh, so that's I like to see how Dean Koons goes. How much money do I have? Yeah, I'm
2: fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was shot in 36 days. I always wow. love hearing shit like that.
1: Jeez,
2: Eric, you and I have shot a film in 28 days, yeah. and another 12 days would have made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but still, nice.
1: 36 days is not enough. And, and he and spent that two million well. I mean, that's a decent budget, but he spent it well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Also, the
2: end title credits run over a Muse song. I'm a gigantic oh, really? fan of the band Muse, and this is where Aww. I first heard them. I and did this not know was that. the the song that made me go, "Who is this? This band sounds like Queen." I got a, and that was even
1: before Shazam. So you had to actually find it yourself. My yeah, God, I, did. I was like,
2: "What is going on here?" So, uh, like three albums before Muse hit it big in the states, I was. A Muse fan.
1: Yeah, hipster moment from Kelly. Absolutely. All
2: right. That means that we're at the end of this yes, episode, finally. God, yes. Wow. <laughs> Fuck, no more drinks for anybody oh God, ever again. while we do this. I'm
3: never drinking again.
2: It also means that somebody has to pick the next subgenre. Oh, this was me, so don't
1: look at me, man. I picked European for...
3: This is me? It's you. It's my turn?
1: Yes. So, yeah, cuz he did animation, I did I've been opinion.
3: waiting for so long. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the internet. I would like you guys to find something related to the internet. That's
2: genre of film. I'm picking the net. Yes! Starring
3: Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Sandra Bullock and a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and a pizza order from early internet. I, I, yes! so,
1: I think of a couple already. Yes.
3: Yeah, I want. I'm. I'm totally down the internet. I, that's why I want you guys. I know that the pirate thing was really hard, but I Damn, feel like the internet. <laughs> I know. I didn't expect that. I'm <laughs> really sorry, guys. No, it's fine. But the internet will be much wider. Oh can yeah. It a,
2: can it be like a scene that is internet? Centric, or does the entire movie have to be? No, no, no. It can be a scene.
3: It just has to have like something very internet. Yeah, it has to be something very internet, internet related. Like not as far as hackers, which is amazing. And the entire film is about the internet. (laughs) You can just have something that, like, touchstones it. Okay. Cool. Yeah.
2: Let's do that. Hey, everybody. We are terribly sorry for this episode. <laughs> yeah. You deserved much better than this.
3: I'm sorry, Eric. Yeah, yeah.
2: Thank you oh. so much for all of the shares and the likes. I yes. hope that we Ian love you. killed that. Heart, heart. And, and we'll I'll be back. Oh, listen to this one, but I'm not sharing it. Right. <laughs> so we'll be back
1: in one week
2: with Internet.
1: Internet. You can listen or, about burr, the burr, Internet burr, on the burr, burr. Internet.
2: Our show is recorded somewhere high above Naval Station Everett at the nexus of all realities and is engineered and produced by Eric Margaret. Our theme music is Strange Eons Part 1 by the band Nightshade and is used with permission. Find Strange Eons Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and wherever fine podcasts are found.
0: This week at Macy's, get an extra 25% off the season's latest styles with your coupon or Macy's card. That's on top of already great savings, like 20 to 50% off Inc., DKNY, Clubroom, and more of your favorite designers for him and her. Get 30% off one pair, 40% off two pairs of boots, shoes, and booties. And prep your kitchen with 20 to 50% off roasting pans, cookware, and more. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money Bonus Days, now at Macy's. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.